Hey folks, it's Tomo, Sean, and Andrew from What's Going On Here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. Thank you for joining us for episode 91. My name is Tomo Loverick, also known as T-Love in beard grooming circles, for those of you that don't know. And with me, as always, we have the ride-or-die gangster, the smooth, looks-like plumbing repairman today, uh... The British, whoa, hoodie wearing, milk drinking, uh, curse wearing, young gentleman we all know as Sean Quigley, aka the Quig, as he is known in boiler manufacturing circles. Sean, how are you, sir? Uh, I am. I'm pretty good. Okay. Um, uh, pretty good indeed. Uh, boiler, boiler manufacturing. Uh, circles are going exceedingly well, uh, especially for someone like myself who knows nothing about boilers. Okay. But the funny thing is, uh, it turns out no one knows anything about boilers unless you know about boilers. And if you uh-huh. know about boilers, you're not calling anyone from a boiler repair circle because you already know about boilers. So it's a very lucrative and easy business being in the boiler repair circle industry when you know nothing about boiler repair because all the people that call know nothing about boiler repair so you turn up you give it a little kick you you, you knock it on the old boiler you go okay. Ah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then you just you just pull out your, your empty pockets and you just go and, Can then, I just... and then they get out of the checkbook and you go no. And then they write numbers, you go... Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I just say that you should definitely sell yourself as perhaps an impeachment defense attorney or something, because that is a fine line of bullshit <laughs> that I've heard about here, my friend. Thank you very much. And with us, as always, we have the young man um, who makes our show 33% watchable on YouTube. He is a mountain of marketing. He is a dream of a director, and he is the young man known as Andrew Albegis, also known as AA in urban ice fishing circles. Uh, Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This weather we've had the last few days, Tomo, has been, well, last few weeks, I should say, it's been spectacular in the urban ice fishing scene. Absolutely. Um, The fish are are a little fucked up, but... Um, that's normal in this environment. City fish, yeah, city right? fish. There's usually, you know, different, uh, you know, chemicals and things. It's 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 like it's like. Um, uh oh, well, I think we lost Andrew there for a second. He looks like he froze. Mm. Or the, the fish, fish got him. Oh. Wait a minute. Can you guys hear me now? 
We can hear you, but your picture. Ah, oh, there you go. There you go. It's we all that poisonous fish. <laughs> you, uh oh, you're freezing a little bit. You might have to. Uh, there you go. You're back. Oh, no. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Well, so for those of you who are, listening, I was riffing on the, I was riffing on the fish thing pretty good. I, I was going with you. I, I totally figured I'd meet you somewhere. Oh, I think we got a delay. We do some fishing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, it no. works. That's oh. that, that like that like twenty seconds of you being still. I imagine is like the Dead Sea Scrolls equivalent of podcast intros that we just missed. In that it's like one day, one day, some techie guy is going to dust it off and go, "We found those twenty seconds from that episode, and it is the best piece of podcasting anyone ever did." Ever, ever. Ever, yeah, absolutely. I was really inspired with Sean. Sean going off as much as he did that I was going to go all in with this fish thing, but another time maybe. I, I, I was, I was already looking to buy fishing gear. Quite honestly, I, you were definitely selling. <laughs> um, and episode ninety-one, we have a guest, our first guest of the new year. And for those of you who are listening, I'm about to introduce him. For those of you who are watching, you're wondering who is this magnificent man in the fourth corner. Well, I will tell you, this man is an art director. He's a cartoonist. You might have seen his work on Instagram or in The New Yorker. We are super excited to have this man, who some theorize might even be a lost master of the universe. I don't want to undersell this at all. Uh, Mr. Andy Babbitts, or Abba Baba, as he's known in Swedish cookie manufacturing circles. Uh, Andy, how are you, sir? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Tomo. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Sure. Uh, Glad to have you. This, the Swedish cookie circle, cooking circle, you know, our biggest competitor is the Swedish fish, which That's competes with Andrew's urban fishing market. Mm. That's where they catch them, I hear mostly. Right. So Correct. I, we're at odds, but it's okay. You know, I, I'm willing to put that aside today for <laughs> uh, the love of the love of the talk, the love of the conversation. I, I, I admire your I admire your diplomacy there, but but bear with me. We we sometimes have a segment called "fuck that guy," and I'm, I'm going to have to call "fuck that guy" on the Swedish fish because Sean have, very obviously has a very available basement. We could catch those fuckers and stick them right in his basement, and I don't know. It's cold down there. I heard it's cold enough to keep the fish for years. Is Absolutely. That right, Sean? <laughs> oh, my! It, they, they they didn't uh, you know insulation. Like uh, they use they use fur. This house is insulated with fish. That's all it is. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. Excellent. Well, once again, Andy, thank you so much for joining us today and joining our shenanigans. Uh, for those folks who don't know our uh, podcast, I almost said our TV show. Oh my god, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know what our fucking network, <laughs> that's why we're This is like. The public the, access, uh, public access, my friend. I did one of the just an app. It's not even a chat. It's just an app. I saw the new Top Gear. Top Gear America has premiered on a fucking app, the Motor Trend app. I was like, what? <laughs> well, there you go. Sorry. That's what we are. Sorry, that's, <laughs> that's what we are. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, we find the subject in the pop culture zeitgeist, we break it down, we talk about it, and the main part of our show is we find delicious adult beverages and we review them. 
And um, Andy is joining us here from the sunny uh, left side or the west side or L.A., if you will. Um, and we're on the right side. So we have to coordinate and find like drinks that will work for us. So we picked, um, let's see, I, I, I have a notebook, people, unimportant. Um, we pick, we're, we're picking Jinro 24 Soju which is a neutral spirit with citric acid in it, manufactured by Hite Jinro Corporation Limited out of Seoul, Korea. It is 24% alcohol by volume. And we also have Hazy Little Thing IPA, which is a lovely IPA by the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company out of Chico, California, 6.7% ABV and 35 IBU. Now, Usually we just pop the beers open and drink, but because we have this new drink, and um, it was actually a suggestion from Andy, so he's already better than most guests that come on, because he suggested a drink for us, and he's going to teach us a secret master of the universe way to drink this drink. So, Andy, the floor is yours. First, I do want to say, you sent these drinks, because I'm on the West Coast, you sent these drinks to me. They showed up from a company called Drizzly. I got texts. I got emails. They were outside my door. It was unbelievable. Uh, I've never gotten beverages, adult beverages delivered. And uh, so I'm getting like eight texts. I'm not expecting this. I had scheduled the time, so I should have been. Um, and then I finally go downstairs and I, I bring my license. I had to run back in and grab my license. I go down there. The guy's there. You know, we're masked up, whatever. And... I show him my license. He starts, he's like, okay, now turn it over so I can scan it. He starts scanning it. And uh, he's like, it's expired. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't oh, get this to you. I can't. I'm like, I'm like, oh God. I mean, what that, I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the show. Am I, did you already, you didn't already announce what the show's about, did you? Or did you? No, uh, it flew no. over my head. Anyway, yeah, that would be yeah, part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, the point is, thanks for sending that because now I'm going to have my license renewed. I'm getting that all my DMV paperwork sent to the right place. It's going to the wrong. So that, that it's just really important that you sent those drinks to me. So thank you. So for, See, the, for the to quote the Simpsons, alcohol, the cause and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> so so the first one. So I learned this trick from a friend. I can't take credit for it and make it up. To okay. Your sponsor here, uh, Jin Ro, uh, sponsoring four very white men who are drinking their <laughs> beverage in the comfort of our uh, middle class homes and basements. <clears throat> First, we're yes. going to open it up. It's nice and chilled. Yes, it is. All right. So keep your cap. You're going to cool. grab your your citrus of choice. We were out of lemons when I when I grabbed this lime, so I'm mixing okay. it up. Whatever. Okay. So you got your cap. You yeah. got your, your citrus. Now you're gonna okay. put your cap to the to the nipple or, or outie belly button, whichever part of the yeah, fruit yeah. this is. And you're gonna twist into the fruit. Okay. You're gonna push, use a little force. And you're gonna twist into it until you cut it. Okay. Dig in. You're gonna be able to cut that butt out. Cut the butt out. That's my new workout. It's six easy minutes of butt cutting <laughs> action. <laughs> 
Okay. Right. I probably should have brought a paper towel in here because I'm just getting juiced everywhere. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> That's what I went to get. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking juicy. What the hell? It's all over the electronics. <laughs> all right, I got a piece of paper right here. I'm gonna put down. I left right, my so then... upstairs. I'm gonna quickly mute myself and disappear, but I'm still gonna be listening. I'm gonna grab my lemon. Yep. Go, go okay, get your perfect, lemon. Perfect, perfect. Go all hold right, your so fruit. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> hold your fruit. All right, so just pour your pour your beverage in there into your glass. Okay. Uh, you can either you can this part's optional. You can either pour. I'm saying it's optional because I can't remember. You either pour the citrus into the bottle. You take the butt off. You can see it here for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. people watching. Oh, look at that. And you can either do it right into the bottle or you can do it right into your into the glass. glass and just squeeze it. And it, it just makes it so much easier to juice it. And it oh, just my comes goodness. Yeah. Like a little limey waterfall or lemony. I mean, lemon's the, the default. Yes. Oh, this is yes. And then you just rub the, the citrus into your hands and you, you don't even have to go get your you know wonderful oh. scented jergens out yeah no kidding man the whole place is like lemons oh that's very nice very nice yeah we'll wait for sean before we do our toast here with that oh that's very clever so did you did you follow the instructions sean uh lemon just got the lemon yeah, yeah. stick it in its butt is that right yeah <laughs> yeah so far you pulled out He's pulled out. He's stuck in the butt. That's all I've heard so far. I thought this was going to, you promised me this was G-rated. That's why I signed this is, on to this. I, this is true. I did say G-rated. Wait. It's like a little lemon yep. fed. It's like a little Moroccan lemon man. It is. <laughs> what what did you do? I'm Moroccan lemon man now. <laughs> what do you do with the lemon in the cap? Did I do it right? I've got it in the cap. Uh, so that. Oh, okay. Nope. Yeah, you could just do whatever you want with that. You know, probably compost it, or or you know, eat it. I don't know. Eat it. Eat it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, have it like that, and you just have a nice little like lemon dispenser. That's oh, oh. So you then use, and then you just squeeze it. Just make sure you don't squeeze it, and it squirts everywhere. I was trying to squeeze the lemon out of the cap, and it wasn't oh, working. Oh well. Oh, I can see. I could see that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, this is much better. <laughs> using using the lemon is much easier. <laughs> Someone's tuning in and not catching the full story and listening to, um, yeah, four men talking about squeeze it. Yeah, it's juicy. It's squirting all over the electronics. Stick the butt out. Pull the, pull the butt out. There's a Moroccan man in here. What? Where do we get the Moroccan guy? I don't know what's happening. Okay. I'll show you my uh, party trick once we've uh, put this. Yes, up. Sean's party trick is impressive. <laughs> I, I will say that. Uh, so I got my uh, soju with lemon. Everybody got their soju with lemon? Ready for oh, yeah. toast here, boys? Oh, how much soju do we need? I missed that. Well, just, just a little bit. However much you want to have, I guess. Yeah. Two ounces, three ounces. Oh, a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Just squeeze me soju. <laughs> Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Ooh. Push. Push. Oh, yeah. Those knuckles are whitening. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. They can't get any wider. They're extremely wide already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's Irish. Of course not. Here we go. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I'm bringing this with me when I go for sushi next. This is delish. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very I'm with it. Oh, nice work, Andy. I could, I could definitely. Uh, favorite guest ever. I repeat it right now, even though we're only like, what, five minutes into yeah. this. Favorite guest ever. I feel like I just made my own gin. This is like basement gin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Basement gin. Available in fun. <clears throat> Alleyways everywhere. They recommend you drink a very pale lager. With this, as I was reading up on it, yeah. and they said, like, one of the best ones to drink is Budweiser or Bud Light. And mm -hmm. I said, no, we're not going to do that. We'll get something a little more appropriate for the show. And so we have the Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. And so, gentlemen, get your can ready to pop it open so we can continue the show. Yes. We're going to synchronize pops into the. We're going to synchronize our pops. Absolutely. Yeah. Something you know, something crazy is going to happen after that. I, it, it always does. It usually does. You should have been here for the episode with the Elijah Craig um, bourbon. Uh, okay, and cheers. Here we go, guys. Three, two, one. Oh, look at that! Tastes better already. I haven't even tasted. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'm giving it a pour here to get the color. Ooh, it is a hazy little thing, isn't it? Well, that's a nice head on it, too. Look at that. My little mini stein here from a jar of mustard. <laughs> I, I like have that. that same stein. I love that stein. Or I did. I think my, my girlfriend made me get rid of it because I kept too many old jars. <laughs> oh, you know what's a really good place to hide old jars from your girlfriend? Basement. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see your collection. Yes. I can see a peak of it right there behind you on, on that shelf. You can't see anything. <laughs> I was going to say, that's pickled what again? Okay. <clears throat> it's, it's really not that interesting. I have some nice things, though. I have, I have this little guy. Oh. Look at you. Uh, oh, like Cloud City. Nice. Yeah, check that little dude. Oh, Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Wow. Is that like an old school from the 80s? From the 70s, yeah, it's like, well, from like yeah. 1980 or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, my yeah, like brother had that one. Ooh, nice. Mm -hmm. I did, I, I begged my mom and begged her and begged her and begged her. And of course, and I remember back in 1977, yeah, it had to be 77. Um, Chewbacca was $5. To put that into perspective. That's expensive. It was very, and I remember I begged and pleaded and begged and pleaded and begged and pleaded. She finally bought it, and I went out on the street, and these kids were coming out with like Millennium Falcons and Death Stars, and I just like got my little Chewbacca and went back home because I was like, yeah, I can't compete with that. That's just awful. And so it was a little bit. Star Wars toys are a little bit traumatic for me. You could buy a Chevette back in 1977 for, for like five dollars. Like my parents did. An orange Chevette that was used for five dollars. Nice. It was Chewbacca. It was they were like Chewbacca or the Chevette. Yeah. And your parents, for some reason, I guess they already had an abundance of Chevettes, so they went with the Chewbacca. Probably, yes, yes. So I will say this for our hazy little thing. 
if anything, the soju kind of amplifies the flavor of the IPA. Or is it vice versa? It's very citrusy and delicious. Good carbonation. It's got a nice haze on it, obviously. I'm really enjoying Creamy. this. Mm, Both creepy. of them have like a creaminess on the old palate, you know? What is the uh, gin row to beer sip ratio, Andy? Is there anything suggested? Is it one of each or is it just at your own discretion? How are we supposed to do I'll this? I'll take your lead on that one. I mean, I'd say <laughs> it depends how the night is going. Um, <laughs> so I was telling Tomo, usually we'd have this at, um, there's a little in Koreatown here in LA, there's a little North Korean uh, style bar. Uh, it's not actually North Korean, obviously. The, the, the money, the funds are not being funneled into a, a, you know nuclear weapons or anything. I was going to say, do, styled do, that way. do you get it's a plate South of Koreans. food and parasites for free? I mean, what happens there? Yeah, so far, I have not been sick from the food. The food is fantastic. And it's okay. smoky in there when you walk in. There's, it, It's got a nice vibe. It's really energetic. And um, anyway, so we would start there and we would have a few of these. And then we go next door and do karaoke. And oh. at the karaoke, it was private room karaoke. And, you know, you're with good friends. I will not do normal room karaoke because <laughs> just I can't handle it. If I could sing, I would. But uh, the private room, we get these and a bunch of hype beer. And, you know, pretty soon you're standing on top of the seats, you know, screaming Young Turks, you know, from the nice. top of your lungs or something. Nice. You know, so. My go-to is yeah. uh, Play That Funky Music White Boy by Wild Cherry. And... Mm. Um, it's not unusual by Tom Jones, mm. which I found out relatively recently. Um, it's gotten too high for me. Wow. Because as I got older, my voice dropped further. I guess puberty is a little bit late with me. I don't know <laughs> what happened. I don't know what happened. Sorry to hear that. So we have a drink. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask them if they have a choice. I heard your choice. Now we got to get choice songs really quick, just quickly. Sorry. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Yes. So you guys have a choice. Well, song. Sean actually is a, a, a musician with a great singing voice. So I feel like this isn't fair, Sean. Or you post Wonderful. these videos and things. I, I don't know how, how you like to karaoke. I um, fucking hate karaoke. There you go. <laughs> I fucking hate karaoke because. Like a lot of performers I know, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm when I'm on a platform, like an official platform, like, you know, a stage with like microphones or like a wonderfully high class podcast that is sh sure to soon premiere on the Motor Trend app, mm -hmm. uh, television network. At least, or the I'm, limited I'm, I'm all there. But the second I'm like in real life, <coughs> among like normies, uh, <laughs> uh, and people try and talk to me, like you know, waiters or just like people on the street. I crawl into myself like a beetle, and I, I just, I don't speak to anyone because uh, I'm, I'm just so terrified uh, that the world's going to swallow me up and whatever else. So, so karaoke is like one of my worst nightmares. I'm, I, 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 it, 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 I, I don't understand how people have fun doing it. Um, wow. I guess, I, I, well, I guess if you can't sing, it's fine because the press is like, hey, none of us can sing here, guys. But like, the idea that I would get up and do karaoke and then have to like fake not being as not that good, I'd be like, well, can I be a little good? I guess I can be a little good, but I can't be too good. And then if I'm too good. So then 
I, then I worry that people are looking at me like, what the fuck is going on with that guy? He's like, he's like, you have some sort of existential crisis up here. Like, he looks like he's perfectly not singing <clears throat> right, but he looks like he could do more. Oh, oh this is too much. You've really that tapped into something here, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm uh, going to have an existential yeah. crisis listening to you. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. A Andrew, do you have a, a song to go to? I don't know that I have a go-to. I've only done karaoke a few times, but one time uh, I did, I, it was a work event and we were doing karaoke and I kind of on a whim uh, put on and sang, uh, or more rapped than sang, um, I'm on a boat from the Lonely Island, if you guys recall, if anyone's familiar mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. Tomo, you mm -hmm. look confused. I'm on a boat. What do you want? No, no, I, I, Andy, I, Andy Samberg, it was on SNL and no. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I did, I did that kind of thinking that like everyone would join me or something and no one did. And I wound no. up by myself doing this thing. And I, I may have, I may have uh, pointed you in the wrong direction there by what I said. I brought the house down with that, with that rendition. I mean, people went, and by people, Nuts. I mean, I mean, my six or seven colleagues that were there were loving it, loving it. They went, they went crazy. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Um, and then the next day, everyone at work was like, best song, man, best song. And my boss, my boss who had done some song he really liked was very jealous. And he came up to me and was mm. like, I thought my song was pretty good too. I was like, okay, I thought so too. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Sean, when I go karaoke, I purposefully pick a song that I wouldn't be caught dead singing in real situation, like on stage. Yeah. That's why Which, I pick songs like Kiss by Prince, and I go into that falsetto where I can't talk for two days afterwards because <laughs> I don't have that range. I feel, I feel like your perfect song, if I had to pick songs for both you guys, uh, Andy, I'm, I don't know you as well, so it would be very I still want you to pick. Yeah. But you two... I think Tomo, you would be. I would. I'd like to see you sing Amadeus. Uh, rock me, Amadeus. Love that song. Perfect. Rock me, Amadeus. By Falco. Of course, you fucking love that song. Your name is Andy Babbitt. Andy Babbitt. Andy Babbitt. <laughs> Andy Babbitt. 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 Perfect. Um, and Andrew, yeah. I think you would make a very good Adamant. I'd like to see you do Prince Charming by Adamant, I think. Oh. You know. I don't know if I, do I, I don't know that I know that song. He won't know that. He's too I know, I know Adamant's supposed to be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But Sean. like a dandy highwayman. I'm the dandy highwayman. Yeah. <laughs> Sean every once in a while throws out some just mysterious English drivel that we all just like ponder at and <laughs> we love you guys it. I don't know Adamant. What the fuck is uh, this? I, I, I love Adamant. Oh. Yeah, I just don't. I never listened to them, so I don't know the reference. That's all. Yeah, I don't, smoke, there, don't drink. Step up. What do you I'm better do than Andrew on this one? I'll have to look it up. Maybe I know the song. It's not ringing any bells off the top of my head. You, it's more. It's more visual. Like you look. You you look like a good Adamant tribute act. All right, I'll, I'll take compliment. You dress like uh, a gay pirate and a little, a little makeup on. Wait, are you saying he dresses like a gay pirate? <laughs> yeah, so are you saying I do dress like that or I would no, need no, no. to dress like he that? He dresses like a gay pirate <laughs> oh, who is okay. trying to blend in in America. 
That's what he dresses like. Is he oh, British? Yes, Adamant is a British actor. And trying to... Yeah, I, I, you know what? On the subject of that, men are disgusting. I, I, I just gotta <laughs> say that. Men are just absolutely disgusting. I just like, I cannot believe women even let us see them like fully clothed, let alone naked. It's just awful. We're disgusting. We just get worse with age, too. And, and oh my gosh, absolutely. It's, it's completely worse. Oh, it's just flaking. Awful. Oh, like a it's... fine cheese, blue veins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where is the cheese smell coming from? I don't understand. You know, you're we just are. Like, where, why do I suddenly smell cheese? My nose. Oh my god, you it smells like cheese. I remember as a kid, I would. This is disgusting, but I, I remember <laughs> climbing on my dad's lap and then, uh, you know, like giving him a kiss or something, or like rubbing against his nose and smelling his nose. I was like, it smells like cheese. macaroni and cheese. And now I've noticed if I were to rub my nose and get a little grease off, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Like, not fresh macaroni and cheese, like a little older, you know. Oof. Yeah. Like when you when it's been sitting in the in the the refrigerator and you take it out because yeah. you're like, hmm, maybe I'll heat this up in the microwave. And you open the little Tupperware and it's like, it's it's okay. You put it in the microwave. Yeah. So 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 um Ladies and gentlemen, I will just say the new normal is apparently four guys talk about how much we stink as we get older. That's did, the new did, normal. <laughs> did we even did we even say to the listeners what we're covering as a subject? Yeah, the new normal. Yeah. What the new normal is in the should we say that? Ask I feel like we we, should we each ask to be a Tomo? What new no, we new normal? You should we just say it? <laughs> should we just keep saying? We'll just say it a lot and then just put it at the beginning. Just edit yes, it the yeah, top. the new normal, the new normal, new normal, new normal. I, just don't, I don't think we had said it since we've been recording. I, we talked about it before we hit record. But did we oh, that's why I'm getting confused. See, I drink a lot, so I forget that's things easily. Short-term memory is just shot. Okay. The gin, row, and beer is just ruining us. Our our show today is about the new normal and how we're all dealing with COVID. <laughs> Perfect example. Valentine's Day is two days away. Oh, oh, and most importantly, Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Chinese New Year for those who celebrate. Mm -hmm. It's the, the Ox. Cheers, folks. Cheers. There we go. Cheers. Yeah. Um, yeah, the new normal. What? What's... Wiping down your mail, squirting booze in your hands every 20 minutes to like keep... We're it not doing that anymore. You're yeah. not still wiping down your mail, are you? No, I just no. left it for a day. I like. Did you? Did Did anyone get like an official memo from like the government about dudes? We don't have to like isolate our fucking like Amazon anymore, and we don't have to spread groceries. Or did everyone just collectively agree that all that shit was stupid? No, I saw. I definitely saw things in uh, in the news and read articles that said that the science is now showing that it doesn't necessarily transmit on surfaces. Um, so it's not necessary to like wipe your groceries and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like we thought, like, as far as all science can tell, it can only be transmitted from like person to person through droplets. So once I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm sick of wiping my groceries every time I come home. So I'm not doing it anymore. And I haven't been doing it for months and I've been fine. Like I, I, would. I stopped. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I mean, I was washing my hands a lot. Like, and again, this is all because of my wife, to be fair, because she's a very responsible, liberal, you know, East Coast Jewish woman who is very on this. And but I and not through any lack of responsibility, but my reaction to COVID is literally the reaction of 
everybody else back in England, which is why they're so fucked. And we have our own strain of really super fucking COVID shit right now. And it's just because everyone's just so polite and like, oh, well, I think it's probably just going to be fine. And let, let's just like, well, okay, well, I'll do my, I'll, I'll just, well, yeah, okay, well, we'll just keep doing what we do. And like, oh, well, I mean, people die, but like, hopefully, uh, hopefully not me, but uh, whatever. <laughs> Uh, you know that kind of British thing. See, but, um, uh, that's funny. My my wife is British, uh, and you don't know this, but uh, she's lived in the states forever and a day. She's super cautious, hmm. so she always makes sure. It's like, are you wearing your mask? Do we need to double up the mask? Like our masks that we bought have the little carbon hmm. filters that we can, like put in that kind of stuff. And then on top of us, top of it, both of our sets of parents are like in their seventies. In fact, her dad turned eighty. And my brother is actually immunocompromised because he's been getting like cancer treatments. So I like go the extra mile to make sure, you know. But like you said, when you see people just like six feet apart, have you been to Costco? It's like people are just about crawling up your ass to get the freaking jar of olives. And it's like so, so much for six feet. Okay, people, thank you very much. Uh, I bumped someone in the grocery the other day, or they bumped me. I'm not sure which, but it was a. I'm telling you, that was the wildest experience <laughs> I've had in a year and a half. I was like, <gasps> you touched a stranger. I mean, I, I but, honestly, but to hip or hand. hip to hip or something. By oh accident. my god, you, oh man, dude, as an employee, did you like too, make a horrible? Did you did you record it? Because that's like slasher porn. <laughs> what I mean, what the hell? <laughs> like nowadays, <laughs> I had the most human I, contact. Yeah, I had this really, really. This just made me think of it this really like weird, sad, awkward moment, like early on in the pandemic. I think it was like late March or beginning of April of, of 2020. So like in the heat of it. And this right. is, I'm talking, this is when we were wiping everything and like nobody knew yeah, quite yeah, what yeah. this was yet, right? And um, I was with Gabby and we were walking like right here in my neighborhood. And um, there was a UPS guy walking by us or maybe FedEx, I think it was UPS. And I think he had like a cart with boxes on it. And as he passed us, we're all like, we didn't even, we weren't even wearing masks yet. That was before you were really, before anybody knew and was wearing masks, right? Um, as he passed us, he, the boxes on his cart fell. <clears throat> and Gabby and I, like two of them fell. And like our natural instinct is we're like right next to him is to like turn and help him pick him up. And we like turn to help him. And then are like, oops. We shouldn't touch anything. We can't help it. We just kind of freeze for a second. We look at the guy. We look at the package and we're like, so sorry. And then we just keep walking. And it was like, this. it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. I felt so bad. But I was like, yeah. we like froze. Been like, do we help him? Do we not? Do we, we can't touch anything. Do we, just tell him you're sorry. We're so sorry. And that was it. When it, when it started, I was in a supermarket and Hello. most of the people were masked already like all the cashiers were. And this dude, he was easily late 60s, early 70s. And <laughs> this dude had no fucks to give. He was just he was just fucking walking through the store, up your ass before the cash register, which, you know, I, I kept on turning around looking at the guy like, dude, and even if there was no COVID, are we on a date? There's no reason your dick should be rubbing up against my ass in a fucking line in the supermarket. I mean, there's just, it, it shouldn't have happened. Like, even if I invited it, it's like, come on, just have a little bit of respect for the freaking lady with her daughter over there. It's like, come on. And this guy just, he was just like, like, kept on pushing on me. So finally, what I did was actually, I actually took my shopping cart and stood in the front of it 
and like had it at arm's length <laughs> behind Smart. me. And the dude was just kind of like, like, what's your problem? <laughs> I was just like, you can't take a hit guy. It's like, and I'm just like, of the two of us, who's going to die? Honestly. That is one of my biggest pet peeves, just in general, long before COVID. Like if you're at the store or whatever, and someone is just, or like, you know, living in New York, being on the subway, if someone stands too close to you, it has always been one of my biggest pet peeves and it yeah. always will be. So we always talk about like when we go back to normal or when things, when we get past this, blah, 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 blah. And there's so many things I can't wait to be done with. But if overall people I don't know maintain roughly six feet distance from me from now on, I'm good with it. <laughs> because there's nothing it. worse. There's nothing worse than when you're in line, like you're just in line at a store and you can feel like the person breathing on the back of your neck. And then Worse. you've got someone else in front of you. So it's like, I can't really, what am I going to do? I can't get away from you unless I start breathing on the person in front of me's neck. And then you'll probably still just walk up and exactly. be behind me anyways. So We were in Lowe's. We were in Lowe's in the summertime. And like I said, my wife is very, very cautious about the whole thing. And I went to get something and, and we were in the garden center. We're picking up some plants, whatever. And she's standing with a cart, pushing it. And as I'm coming back and I'm going towards her, this guy, like, just inches up behind her. And she, like, looks at him, and then she pushes it forward. And he inches up again. And for people who don't know my wife, my wife is the sweetest person in the world. Any critter that gets hurt, she's just, she wants to cry. Like, a squirrel is injured, oh, my God, what are we going to do? The whole thing. At the same time... She's the only human that I ever met that you literally see smoke coming out of her ears when she gets angry. It's like I've seen like dudes that are like twice my size back down from her when she like circles on them and looks at her and looks at them. And this guy's coming up and she's like, you know, I keep moving forward because you're moving up on me. And I thought this dude was literally going to shit his pants. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and my wife is like five foot three. She's she's not a huge woman at all. And she just like turned around. She's like. I keep moving forward because you're moving up right on me. And then, of course, I, like, walked into the picture, and then the dude, like, took an extra step back. And I was like, and I'm the, I'm the like, what's happening? Why aren't we all happy? Why aren't we all, like, drinking and having a good time? And she's like, that motherfucker right back there. So I'm just like, oh, okay. All right, sweetie, never mind. Yeah. It's weird. It's just life is weird now. It is weird. I don't want to get off masks, but you were talking about going houseplant shopping. I got to say, have you been... Have you purchased a lot more plants? Do you have a lot more plants living with you right now? Yes, we have a yard. So I actually oh. built three garden beds last summer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So we, we did a lot of, I built a, I built a, my, in fact, we prepped the hole where the garden beds are for my tortoises. I have two tortoises. So I built a Love little it. garden for them. Yoda and Shelly, very originally. Yeah. Andy, have you been uh, getting in more into plants in this time period? You know, I've been enjoying them more. My girlfriend um, has definitely been procuring them more. She she loves them. She takes in like she takes care of them. She's the plant mom. I'm a horrible plant father. <laughs> Every once in a while, if she asks me to, I'll do it. But otherwise, that's kind of her thing. I'm more of a garbage <laughs> person and vacuum. But she vacuums more now. But 
I shouldn't say I shouldn't categorize taking care of plants as a chore because it's not really the same thing as dishes. I'm getting, I'm getting know, there's a, real, a relationship there. I'm getting a real Batman and Robin vibe here. I'm imagining her as a poison ivy and you as like a skinny bane. <laughs> or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking I was thinking he's just like a stereotypical sixties dad. Well, I looked after kids if she asked oh. me to. Otherwise, I'm just having a scotch and watching a fucking bowl game. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. It does sound like that right now. That's oh, weird. God. But, I mean, even when you see – and the thing that kills me, all the, all the things that people are just, like, getting silly about. Like, apparently mm. – uh, and I didn't hear the episode, so I don't want to, like – throw too much judgment on it, but Joe Rogan had some guy on that basically said he's not getting shots for whatever reason, and Joe Rogan was like, yeah, I'm not getting the vaccination either. And I'm sitting there like, why Why wouldn't you? Like, do you really think they're going to put microchips in you? Is It's it's game theory. I heard there was, there was someone talking about this on the radio. It's, hmm. it's game theory states that just by you know, mathematical kind of statistics, the most sensible option in this whole thing is to not get the, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the vaccine. I'm saying right. I am, I'm just explaining a lot of people's thinking there are a lot of dumb people. We're looking at think about whatever. But I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan is an intelligent guy and he's going with a game theory plan, which is that statistically speaking, we're in the dark about this. So there's risk involved. Right. There's a gamble. And therefore, the most logical risk assessment gamble is if you don't get the vaccine, there will be enough people in the population that get the vaccine that therefore create, it's not herd immunity in the traditional sense, but create an immunity that you therefore will benefit off the back of so many people surrounding mm. you having had the shot. Mm. So you don't have to get the shot in order to benefit from it. So you get to sneak your way onto the fucking lifeboat, the Titanic, like being like, oh, well, you're the and, lifeboat here anyway. And, and, and you know what? That is a great theory if you live in Iowa. Yeah. You know, if you live in any place with a population density, you, you can't get away with that. It's like New Jersey, the state, every county in New Jersey, New Jersey is the most densely populated state in the country. Every county in New Jersey is considered a metropolitan county. And if you go down to South Jersey, it's like farmland. Like you'll see like nothing but fields of like corn and, and, and uh, Wawa. soy and alfalfa and whatever. And you're just like, this is a metropolitan county, but it's that densely populated. So I get it. But unless you live in the middle of nowhere and, and Joe Rogan now moved to Austin, Texas. Austin is... My wife used to live in Austin for years, but she lived in Austin in the 90s. Austin is a very densely populated town now because everybody's moving there. So, I mean, it's, 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 I, I understand it, but it seems kind of silly. I don't know. It, it, it depends, I guess, depends on who you hang out with. Like, if you're, a, if all your friends happen to be part of the GIMP, the GIMP community, you're pretty safe. <laughs> How to Bruce uh, alternative, the free alternative to Photoshop, or what? Uh, what's the <laughs> reference exactly. there? No, I know. I know what you're saying. It's there's also this thought of, well, 
there's been no long-term test of what what could this potential long-term side effects of of these things be that have been rushed through but yeah i'm definitely on the side of uh, do it <laughs> you're gonna save people you know I mean, what I, it, there's worse it, things we're still eating off teflon and everything else so what's the worst thing that happens just get everybody dies gets a vaccine everybody dies well like, okay well we all die together because i'd rather die with everybody else that got the vaccine all the sensible people than survive with joe rogan and all the self-righteous <laughs> fucking conspiracy crap like, right whoa whoa this is how we live now. <clears throat> I'm just going to throw in war here. I'm throwing in the defense. I'm throwing in defense for Joe Rogan. I'm a big fan. I like his okay. show. I, I, I like Joe fair, Rogan. Fair I love his show. I think he's a he's a super smart guy. Uh, yeah, uh, and I think I think I, I don't I don't know the context of this conversation, but I do listen to his show quite a bit. But I haven't heard whatever this newest one is. I'd be interested to hear it. I think there's definitely, um, it's definitely it's a weird topic and a weird discussion because you know i don't think people are completely wrong in having some skepticism about the uh about the vaccine you know um just in that like in you the said wrong, andy you're in the like wrong in time the, andrew it, you're you're a very 2019 view there being so middle of the road you're either wrong <laughs> or you are right that's it that's all we have now well, you can understand. I'm, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is you can definitely understand. I can understand at least. I don't know about you guys. I can understand people feeling skeptical because of the the long term effects, right? Saying like, oh, they don't know the long term effects. Blah, blah blah. I had. I mean, we're kind of, you know, I don't know how much we want to go into this, but I have heard some things that say, and I I could be getting this slightly wrong, but basically because COVID is. Is COVID the same thing as like in a way like SARS or, or one of those is like a, is a COVID virus as well? Uh, something yeah. like that. So, right? COVID is the same as a common cold. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Virus. Okay. So yeah. there, you're right. There are other forms of coronaviruses, right? Right. So there have been a lot of vaccine studies and a lot of things created for other coronaviruses if i'm saying all of this right. no, that's correct because that's correct. of that because of that they do feel that's why they were able to so quickly create this vaccine because so much of the work was already done right as opposed to like they weren't actually starting from scratch like if they were really starting from scratch there's no way they would have gotten it done this quickly so that's sort of the counter argument to the skepticism about the um about it being rushed or about not knowing it long term yada yada but i i can respect anybody's skepticism there that's all i Here's the, the problem, in my opinion, about that. It's you're fine to be a, a, a skeptical about it. And and as as an analogy, I will point out to uh, formaldehyde, having been in the sciences for years and whatever. Um, formaldehyde, when it was first uh, uh, released, was this wonder chemical. You could preserve all your samples. It's wonderful, perfectly safe, blah, blah, blah. All these biologists in particular, because they were saving samples, were just going in no gloves. And 30 years after the fact, they were like, ah, it's a carcinogen. But it's 30 years out of, after the fact. And so the problem about biology is it's so complex that all these things, I mean, regular drugs, there's a reason why when they list the drugs, right, and, and every comedian makes fun of it, it's like, 
you might, you know, shit yourself, you might like cough up a lung, you might do all this stuff, because f the drugs will work for 96% of the population on average, or 94, I think. Like, like the, the Walking Dead is all about the people who didn't get infected, they are naturally immune. And any major disease that comes through, like 6% of the population will be naturally immune. More or less. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily ev every. And the way it, uh, it works with the diseases and viruses, the newer the, the disease is, the less defense we have. Because all living things want to survive. So if you're going into a host and you're killing it, you're not doing your job right. You want to be like a tapeworm and sit in that gut for like the rest of his life while you eat, you know, Pizza Hut and McDonald's the rest of your life and never put on a pound because you got a tapeworm that weighs 30 pounds in your intestines. That's that's survival. That's the one you want. So co the reason why COVID is so deadly is because it's new. All these viruses that they talk about, they're not these evil things. They want to survive. So, so the longer it goes, I, and like I said, it's, it's, there's genetic components. That's why like when coronavirus started, like whole families were getting wiped out. You know, it was like mom got it, two sons got it, and they all died. Dad is fine. Hmm. So there are so many just different angles to look at it and, and haven't you, you know, everyone wants to. Everyone wants Star Trek to come through, and it's like Star Trek is still like a couple of hundred years away. You, you could totally use that monologue for an audition for a Marvel supervillain. I should destroy I totally the should. world via a biological virus. <laughs> With, and I should wear the shirt too, the periodic table of beer. That would take me very seriously. Viruses just want to live. Andy, Andy, you don't know this. Us. <laughs> I, 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 I was a research scientist for a long time, so that, that's okay. why. I, As is that's every was, bad yeah. guy in a superhero comic. Yes, I am. I really. It's, it's making sense now. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh. yeah, Andy's sitting there going like, who the fuck does this asshole think he is? What the fuck what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> Let me fucking tell you. I'm here with the Xeonon. Who the fuck is Xeonon? I don't know who these guys are. <laughs> So, sh can we can we transition, or should we transition into uh, uh, a more positive aspect? Yes, yes. Right. Valentine's Day. Oh. Let's go Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. Because that's a new norm, right? What are people doing for Valentine's Day? Well, in New York City, today when we are recording this is the Friday before Valentine's Day, right? Um, and restaurants have, as of today, been able to reopen at 25% capacity for indoor dining, which has been closed okay. since December. I think originally it was going to be on Valentine's Day and then like middle middle of the week this week, they said, no, what? actually you guys can open up on Friday. So that some of them opened up, you know, uh, today, some tomorrow, some on Sunday. And I think uh, a lot of folks are trying to get those reservations in for a lovely and romantic dinner. Okay. Just in time for Valentine's Day. But here's my question. And um, Andy, you have a girlfriend. Sean's married. I'm married. Andrew has a girlfriend for a long time. What do people who are dating do? We're what going are they? for a hike. We're going outside. Okay. We're taking Tiff to uh, a flower trail. That is my flowers to her. It's a whole trail of flowers I got for her. 
um, nice. beautiful little hike. And then, uh, you know, cause you can be outdoors. You don't have to be near anybody, right? you know, and it's open all the time. And then uh, I think we're going to pick up some lunch at a couple of restaurants, like takeout on the way back that are, that are going to be nearby. So it's all okay. like, you know, stuff that you can actually do and not be well, near okay. as much that's, as you can. That's, that's fair. But I'm even thinking more, more than that. How, how are you meeting people and going on dates? Like my, oh, you mean single people? Oh, I thought you meant dating people. Like, no, no, okay, but yeah. you know what? You know that that's, that's a, fair, a good question. That's a fair thing too, because my wife and I have been together twenty six years this March. So you know, we're for Valentine's Day, we're packing the car with snacks and just going on a long drive, literally. Oh, that's great. That's nice. What are your snacks? I want to know the snacks. Do you know? Have you? <sighs> yes, uh, potato chips. Um, Is there a kind, a brand, a flavor? I I really, I just want to commend you. I would never have thought to ask these questions, but the second you ask them, I'm like, this is the sort of brilliant journalism that we've been missing. <laughs> yes, it is true. This is true. This is true. This is what I'm interested in. Why? <laughs> oh, COVID? Uh, how viruses procreate? chips you're bringing on this chip. Sean brings an extra point. And I'm talking about like uh, our 12 beers of, of Christmas episode where we were supposed to watch movies and talk about them. And I'm editing editing this, the episode so I can put it on YouTube. And I'm getting to the point. It's like, oh, and Andrew's like, yeah, I didn't see this movie. And then Sean's like, oh, I didn't see the other movie. And I'm sitting there going like, what the fuck? We have one job. It's just come watch a couple of movies. Why can't we watch this movie? There and was like one or two movies that that we hadn't seen. And they were all different ones. So it worked. <laughs> See, this is resistance. This is fake media right here. Andrew and Sean are fake fucking. Media. I'm telling you right now. You're just sour. You're just pissed about the twelve beers of Christmas because Sean and I agreed on every movie, and you disagreed, and we outnumbered you on every vote. I re-listened. I listened to that podcast, and literally every single one, I was like, you would say like, I think we'd go with this movie, and I was like, you know what? I might go with the other movie, and Sean's like. I would have to back up Andrew on that. I'd go with that movie too. We can bring you Andy into this right now. Andy would agree with us. The yeah. crux of this, Andy, is that uh -huh. both me and Andrew admit that It's a Wonderful Life is an almost unbeatable classic. And Tomo is basically meh about It's a Wonderful Life. It's yes. a meh life. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I ah, yeah. oh. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. In fact, That's the last time you bring a guest on, Tomo. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to what's going on here with my new host Andy Babbitts and two composers <laughs> that are going to get booted right after the show's over. <laughs> in Los Angeles, you're supposed to be an artsy type. He's just a fucking Midwestern actor. You brought a prop. <laughs> That's funny. I actually am from Louisville, Kentucky, so I am the Midwestern prop. Yes, oh. absolutely. Oh my gosh! It all makes so much. Oh, sense we should have we should have had you on for the freaking hillbilly allergy episode. Should have. I haven't seen that show yet. It Don't. looks the billboards look amazing. Don't. It's an entertaining but, movie. It's what? No, it's yeah. not. It's terrible. Oh, it's a movie. Yes, yeah, it's a movie. Gosh, I thought it was a show. That's terrible. There's so many no, movies and no. shows, and it okay. is. I didn't say it was good, Tomo, but it's it's. It's entertaining enough that you're not like it's not miserable throughout it. It's, it's the worst the acting terrific. Movie. It's worse than any of the Da Vinci Codes. <laughs> I love those. I just rewatched Da Vinci Code the other day. I just I'm watched ready to watch it. the second one. 
I just watched it like last week for the first time. Yes. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I watched oh, both so of good, them. Right? I watched I watched the Da Vinci Code and then a couple days later I watched Angels was it Angels and Demons or is it Angels versus Demons? No, I guess Angels and Demons. Angels the versus Demons, Demons would right? be a cool movie. Angels huh? versus Demons. Basketball <laughs> shootout. That would be a great movie. Angels versus Demons sounds like a marketing ploy from the local strip joint to get people back in there. Angels versus Demons. Come on. Yeah. I will I will just say this I about those. That. I will say this about those movies. I think I don't know. I know the the Da Vinci Code is a well, a pretty well renowned book, right? Um, whatever. It it does not. I don't think it translated that well to screen. I think it's uh, probably better served as a book. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know anything about the Angels and Demons book, but uh, whatever it was about that, I think that translates a little bit better to a film because it just flowed better. The the Da Vinci Code is just too much to try and cram into a movie. I, I love that you. I love that you don't really like. Da, it sounds like you don't like Da Vinci Code. You felt I like liked them too both. much. Maybe I thought, they were, I thought they were both entertaining, and I could see. I could see for sure how like the story and everything in the Da Vinci Code is a better story than um, the second one. Like, like I could see for sure if like you were to read those books, people being like, the second one sucks. It's nothing compared to the first one. I could understand that, but I just think it was so dense and so complex it just doesn't translate well to a movie like there's the i'm book. so glad you said that angels and demons predated da vinci code what the oh. book is first da vinci code was the sequel yeah wow so that's so why how did the movies work is da vinci code the sequel or yeah i mean yeah, i know they came out but in the movie like the problem with the movie yeah. i like the books the books are really good i think but the problem with the, the problem with the movies is it's like someone just went like you know what Tom Cruise does in Mission Impossible? Where he love those runs, movies. He like runs really fast because he has an hour yeah. to save the world. Well, we're going to do that, but we're going to take Tom Hanks and he's going to run, but not very far. And he has 24 hours to save the world. That's <laughs> the difference. It is, he's still just running from one place to another to save the world, but slower. Yes. Well, he's Tom Hanks. He's earned it. He's yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. I'm like, this man is wearing like a suede jacket. Listen, and why is he running so much? Why can't this what is with his hair? Why did he? Was it a wig he wore for those movies? What was with that? Listen, why did he have his hair? Why, why should he run fast? Did you see Forrest Gump? That motherfucker was running all across the country. I mean, seriously, I mean, ser but not fast. What? He was marathoning. That's he ran fast. Not fast. That's the whole point. That's what. That's my point. There, Tom Cruise is. They never Tom really Hank talked Hank about them. Long distance. That's true. Tom Cruise is sprinting. He's on top of trains. Uh, Forrest Gump. I gotta say, uh, we never really find out what his pace is. This I would is like true. to know. This is true. Yeah. This is true. He looked yeah. pretty fast, though. I gotta say. He did. I mean, he did. He was. He, he ran the, the football game. I mean, come on, the football game. He, but they couldn't catch him. That's true. So he, I, so he has wheels on him. That's right. I want to see a real life race between Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise. That would be, that'd be fun. Tom versus Tom. Oh, I want to see this. Versus Tomo. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm fast. I'm still fast. I'll, I'll tell you that. Especially I after think what's going to happen, if you do that race, Tomo, you'll win. And then the second you step over the uh, finish line, uh, a laser ray from space is going to come from Xenu, and he's going to blast you into oblivion. And then Tom Cruise is going to be like, see? And then we're all going to be like, oh, okay. 
Sure. See, I, I picked the wrong field when I went to college. I went for science. I should have gone for Scientology. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, because it is the improvement. Like, I love whoever came or Elron Hubbard. I love that you like, how can you make, what's the most respected word to make in a religion? Science. How do you make the word science <laughs> sound more important? Science, sciencism? Scientism. No, science, sci science. It's like a step up from science. <laughs> I love to be, you can just throw ology on anything or anything or whatever. Yeah, ology. Anything. Sitology. That's yeah. what I've been doing lately. Mostly yeah. the study of sitting. You know, that's a new normal. So much more sitting. Have you guys been I'm sitting? A so much I'm a big fan of ology. Oh, oh, way too much sitting. Mastopathology is a good one. I like that. Yes. Eurology. What you do in the basement? Virology, yes. But to answer your question, is, Andy, yeah. yes, way too much sitting. Way too much. I'm sitting all the time, and I hate it. And especially because the chairs in my apartment are not that comfortable to sit in. Mm. Now, that ergonomics, that's another big issue with me. Oh. You don't have comfortable chairs. No. That's because, ideal for you. Because, Why not? yeah. Because I've never had a, a setup in my apartment where uh, I needed a chair for that much, mm. you know, I was, you know, I have a chair from time to time. I have the futon over here. Um, but like, as far as like a nice desk chair to like work from, I don't, number one, I don't really have that much space, so I don't have the space for it. But number two, yeah. I was always going to work and in the office and I always had a nice chair at work. Yeah, that's I nice. mean, yeah. but, but here we are. So you, I assume you're working from home now, or if you're working. I am the majority are, of the time okay. and these chairs are killing me. <laughs> now the fucking janitor at your old work is just sitting, swiveling in your nice chair. <laughs> Pretty much. This is that, this is that Albergies kid. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, I had beans for lunch. I'm going to fart in this chair. Oh, yeah. The beauty of mesh. The beauty of mesh. That's the beauty you of mesh. By, uh, a padded chair. I will never do that. Aaron, that's all I've got. I've had it for 15 years. Used when I got it. Probably plenty of, I don't know how many farts were in it when I got it. But <laughs> it's only gone up exponentially. Yeah. Hey. Tell me, you, you're pretty ergonomic. Sean, I looks am. like you got your swiveling over there. Look at you that. Appreciate a, a good spine. Oh uh, no, caress. this is. Just... Oh yeah, Sean, are you in a chair? Or are you okay. just standing in your basement right now? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a chair, but it's a it looks. It just looks like acting. I don't know about anyone else, but to me, it literally looks like you have your uh, iPad or laptop or whatever on like a shelf in your basement, and so you're just standing in front of it right now it's so close it's so close no i it is on a base it is on a shelf <laughs> oh, oh sean just turned it around he's actually got it stacked on a bunch oh of my god bodies. is that a video vhs in a tv screen yeah DVD. because i have my i have my nintendo 64 down here oh shit what yeah, i can't nice. tell what game that is what game is that that's star wars rogue squadron Wow. wow. This is looking more and more like Sean is definitely a kidnapper. This is really. <laughs> I am not a kid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> or no rogue squad. You know he, he just. <laughs> he kidnaps. Up or it gets the cream. 
<laughs> he finds he finds kids with um what's the new nintendo switch he finds kids with the nintendo switch and kidnaps them and puts them in his basement is like this is real nintendo you're gonna play n64 <laughs> we are doing stardew valley you are cutting my grass <laughs> <laughs> okay uh to any federal authorities watching or listening to this program, <laughs> this is all just an act i just want to let everybody know right now um Thank you. As your lawyer, he does not actually have any children in his basement. <laughs> no, directly above the basement. But his own child, not not someone who's been kidnapped. <laughs> For the record. I, I, can I just point out, Andrew, Sean, you're making Andy very uncomfortable right now. He's really just <laughs> kind of like inching towards that end meeting button right now because he's like, uh, okay, this, this is a horrible mistake right now. I'm but sorry, Andy. I'll laugh if it's funny or if it's uncomfortable, so you'll just never know. So just keep going. <laughs> if it's awkward, I'll laugh. That should be our slogan for this show. It should be like, what's going on here podcast? You will laugh because it's either funny or uncomfortable. Either way, you'll be laughing. You'll be laughing. One way or another, yes, yes. <laughs> but then you set yourself up but you're just going to get a whole bunch of comments of people saying I just didn't laugh oh. <laughs> and then yes. you're like, oh. that's an option that's an, that's option. an option it's an option that's so, I'm yeah. curious so so we were talking about sitting a lot so I gotta say you know a lot of people are making jokes about uh, oh uh, you know I've got the, the, the quarantine 15 or whatever the, the number is you know if you've gotten out of shape and I totally understand it you know you're going through stuff it's hard you're not moving as much. You're not. You're not going out to places. You're not walking or whatever. I gotta say, and I'm not trying to brag, but I am in probably the best shape of my life right now, just because I've forced myself to do stuff, and it's yeah. weird. And it's like, it, it, and I'm not, you know, to each his own. I totally understand. So I sympathize and, and understand. And I've been there, but right now, for some reason, I'm just moving. I'm trying to move a ton. I don't walk a lot. I definitely need to do that more and get out more, but I'm just like have to be regimented about my exercise like six days a week. And then I'll walk with my dad on a Sunday. Like we do a call and uh, it's like, I'd go crazy. It's only cause I go crazy if I wasn't. Andy, are you're you, not seeing people. Andy, are you like working out at home or like a gyms opened in LA? I, I don't know. How's, how's that working for you? There's outdoor gyms open for like, uh, like a Barry's boot camp. That's like a big mm. thing out here, you know, an outdoor gym and like, but no, I, I I'm, I, I'm, I'm scrimping and saving. I, I, I uh, used to go to gyms like years ago when I got them free with work, <laughs> but ever since I've always just work out at home. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing the at-home workouts since everything started. It's been okay. I uh, looked into going back to the gym when it reopened. But the way my gym is set up, and I don't even know exactly, but you can, like, book a, a time slot pretty much, right? Because uh, okay. they're limited, right, to how many people can go. And I kind of had it in my mind, like, all right, I'll, I'll try and start going back and blah, blah, blah. And I spent at least a week, if not a week and a half, like, every day looking at these reservations to, so, like, book your own spot. And it's, they'd only put up like two days in advance, right? Every time I went to look, every spot was taken. So I was like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to resume my membership and pay $20 or $30, right. whatever it is a month, if I can't even get a spot and go work out. Like if I can go and work out, I'll pay for it, but I'm not going to pay right. for it if like 
I have to fight to reserve a place for it. So I've been sticking to the at-home thing. It's been all right. But I do miss, I don't know how I feel about being at the gym. I guess statistics say it's, uh, you know, it's not really a spreader for, for the Rona, which is good mm. to know. And I have a lot of friends that have been going and, and seem comfortable with it. So, but um, I'm not totally sure how I feel, but I do miss going. I'm getting sick of doing push-ups at home. I um, actually, what was it, last summer, I started bike riding. I started with like six mile rounds and I worked my way up to 20 miles. And with that, and um, I used to go uh, with the trainer at the gym twice a week and they kind of got furloughed, but I would just call them and like, dude, I'll send you money, you know, like, and we do do it on FaceTime or, or uh, Skype or whatever. And it worked for me. I dropped 20 pounds during this whole thing. So that's fantastic. Holy! Because I was really fat, so you know, just in case you were wondering. But, I no, did. That's fantastic. I definitely. When was the first time I saw you, Tomo? Like uh, uh, October, in, I think, or September. September. September, right? When you came over to drop off some some goodies when we were doing. Because yeah. uh, when we did with the Holly show, with Holly was right? Holly was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, damn. I think you, you probably remember. I was like, you look good, man. Like, not that you didn't before, Tomo. I'm not, not you, you, I, no, 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 that's fine. Let me put it into context. Andrew and I met like when I had my third acting class. We mm-hmm. met. I was clocking in at about two thirty-five. Yeah, because you were, you definitely oh, lost a lot of weight from before, from from that time. So, like, what I'm right. talking about when I saw you in September or October was not even compared to. Back then, it was compared to you in fighting shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 235, six feet tall, 235 when we first met. And then in September, September, I was down to 190. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. That's some work. You put in some work for sure. I'm getting old and, you know, you get these blood things and it's like, oh, and my wife is a stickler. for My wife. It's funny. My wife used to be a power lifter. I said a little thing, wow. five three, and her deadlift was four hundred pounds. Her max deadlift. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I do. I I can do. I can clear three hundred. But you know, it's like Jesus. You know, it's it's like, and and obviously I don't trade for it. But she had. She was five foot three and a buck sixty five, and she had a four hundred pound deadlift. But buck sixty five. Because wow. she was just packed with muscle. That's ripped. Her 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 um, family's just freaks. Her sister still holds the Maryland bench press uh, bench uh, press state record. Her sister benched two ninety seven. Wow. So take her. She's five three. Her sister's five ten. Oh my, that's my, yeah, I'm like 5'11". Yeah, that's, uh, wow. Yeah, no, no, we've, we've been I at, like that. I ask her sister, like, oh, let's put this keg in a garbage can. And her sister grabs the other end of the two of us, like, lift up the keg and just, like, drop it in the garbage can. Like, find another woman that you can ask to pick up a keg with you. You can. There's, there's, there's human beings can't. Can. Out there, they're like, you're the fucking guy putting all those kegs in garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> that's such an obnoxious thing to do <laughs> <laughs> it is it is Boom. <laughs> it, it, the thing that helped several things helped uh it was i kept myself from eating after eight that was a big one mm, that's a big one yeah 
And uh, I cut down on my carbs. Not crazy, but what I try to do is limit my carbs to breakfast. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, toast. Okay. What uh, do you do? Yeah. Toast, uh, uh, home fries, that kind of stuff. And that, and then, like I said, I started bike riding, and I love bike riding. Like, running to me, oh, I think I'd rather bleed vomit through my eyes, which is weird because I used to play soccer. I love running when it's for a sport. Soccer, basketball, tennis, whatever, I'm fine with it. But to run just for running, it's like, this. it's not fast enough for me. Bicycle is. So I will ride a bike for two hours and not think of it and cover, you know, 30 miles. Yeah, the landscapes with biking, it's wonderful. I, I miss yeah. it. I haven't biked yeah. in years. I used to live in San Francisco so for Ooh. 10 years and biked, you know, every day. It was wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. it, it, it is. It's like so much so fast. It's super stimulating, especially for like if you're like ADHD or something like that. I mean, it's like yeah, yes, so yes, yes. stimulation. And you have to constantly be moving and watching for cars and doors. If you're like, you know, on city streets, I imagine if you guys, I don't know if you guys bike in New York or like Andrew, if you bike at all when you're there, but really? I can't even imagine whenever I visit, it's like, good God, like that is dangerous. Like I bike. No, in New South, York city. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, sketchy, you, but like, I have, I've ridden a bike in New York city one time. I got a city bike and rode it from, some restaurant I was at in Brooklyn back to my girlfriend's apartment. And we were, we had been drinking all day. And so the only time I've ever ridden a bike in not New York. Not but my God. No, I do not. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Um, but yeah, I was pretty drunk and it was fun, but also scary. And I uh, had a little trouble at first. Uh, but it was good. It was good. I do enjoy riding bikes. See, I don't ride bikes that often, but I love it whenever I do. And I hadn't ridden a bike in years. And even though I was drunk, I was like, this is so fun. I haven't done this in so long. Um, but yeah. I can't uh, ride. I, I'm like completely unable to ride a fucking bike. But I love to drive cars and shout at people who ride bikes. Is uh, it? Is that like a British thing? Um, that you can't a, ride a bike? It's a British <laughs> <laughs> It actually, in a way, it sort of is because what I I, I blame, I, I think I have dyspraxia, which is like dyslexia, but like more complicated, but less complicated at the same time. I don't really know. But I, so basically I can't dance and r riding a bike is very difficult for me. And uh, I'll often fuck up with my calendar and my wife will be like, why are you struggling so much with just this simple task? And I'll go, mm. oh, and they'll be like, why, just try harder. I'll be like, oh, and, uh, and that's basically it. But Wait, did you make up basically a fancy name for saying you're stupid? Is that what's going on here right now? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I think that's actually probably quite true. The, the only, in fact, the only evidence I have that I could be dyspraxic, other than like a bunch of things, when you Google it, like right. making sense, is that when I was at music school, so I went to drama school, like a true idiot, I did undergrad at drama school at a very high level, but doesn't really fucking matter whether it was a high level or low level, still went to drama school, either way it was stupid. And then at postgrad, I went to music school. And at music school, 
one of my singing teachers said to me one day when we were doing a little thing, I was really struggling. I kept struggling with this one little thing. It was really easy. He kept struggling. And it happened like two weeks in a row. And he said, do you think you're, have you been tested for dyspraxia? And I was like, no, what's that? And he explained it to me. And then I had another teacher say exactly the same thing. He was like, you've been tested for dyspraxia? I was like, dyspraxia? No, I've never been tested for that. And then I looked it up and there was a whole bunch of things that made sense. But then I had another singing teacher who was an older dude. He was a man in his 70s. He was this old opera singer from like the Royal Opera House back in the day. Ooh, and I told okay. him that the other two teachers had said that maybe I had dyspraxia and explained to him. And he said, he was like, oh, boy, oh, back in my day, we just used to call people like that a fucking spaz. That's all you are. You're just a fucking spaz. You just need to try harder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's dyspraxia or just spaz. <laughs> I think that's oh, that is. So is, yeah, it no. a, is it under, is it the way it has something to give me a high level? Like, is it a, has to do with the way your brain interprets certain signals it, coming in with coordination or what is it? Yeah, no, that's what it is. I think the highest level, like it's a big scale, like a lot of these things, but right. it, give me the, the dummy end, dummy it, level for it's me. Motor, it's motor function, but it's not motor function in the way that it would be if you had like motor neuron disease or something. What it is, is it's a communication to motor function. So it mm. is one of the major elements, but it's not just that. I think more of what it is, is it's just communication in general. The time it takes for your brain to send signals from one area to another uh, okay. is slightly compromised compared to what mm. it should be ideally. But it's not like a set thing. It's not like, therefore, all your pathways are going to be compromised. It, it, like a lot of disabilities, like if you're blind or whatever, sometimes you can overcompensate in some ways. So, like, I will be very good. I will focus in on things that I feel good at and whatever. But then other simple things will just baffle me and confuse me to all hell. Like, I can play instruments pretty easily and enjoy that, um, but I can't dance. Or, like, I can mm -hmm. ride a horse, like, really well. I'm a really good horse rider, but I can't run a bike. Mm. Like there's these weird. Have you been riding any horses in the uh, during the pandemic? I've no. not been riding any horses during the pandemic, unfortunately, because uh, we melted them all down for COVID. <laughs> he's 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 actually the uh, or used to be the Lord Marshal or the Lord um, Chancellor, was it? It was the Lord Chancellor. It became the Lord Marshal. It's always the MC. That's right. Basically, at medieval times here in New Jersey. No. Yeah. For real? That's For real. so cool. Dude, I'll send you some pictures of him on a horse. He looks, it's like, I see that. I'm like, that's my buddy, and I want to nail him right. Well, anyway. Um, but Sean, are there talks? Have they? Have you heard anything from them as, as for real? I got an email there? today, funnily enough. Um, I got an email today. Uh, because the castles are open in the... Um, Right-wing states. Yeah, and the, the, yeah, I was going to say the southern states. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but we the five. There's ten castles overall, and the five are closed. New Jersey closed. Los Angeles is closed. Chicago's closed. Baltimore's closed, and Toronto's closed. So all the like sensible places, and then 
you know, Florida, Carolina, Texas, Georgia are like, yeah, fuck it. You know, they've, they've been open. Um, so we're all still technically employed. Um, and the people, like the people that look after horses and the security guards in the building and the janitors and the people that need to be there have right. stayed on the whole time. Oh, uh, okay. okay. And we're all like on the back burner. Like, you know, yeah. we're all like, oh, you still have a job, but we just don't have... Because I imagine you guys, medieval times would fall into like a, <clears throat> kind of like theater or like a stadium. Type For sure. Of, yeah. Right? yeah. But I, I had heard this week, was it this week they announced that end of February, at least in New York City, which I imagine will then translate or will also at the same time translate with Jersey. They're starting um, to reopen like stadiums and things with certain uh, restrictions in place, but they're looking to do that. So I don't know. Hopefully that's moving towards it in some way we we count as entertainment spaces so it's the same as theaters yeah um, and it was at 25 percent and he and phil murphy the governor of jersey just upped up to 35 percent in a in a slightly baffling move like i'm not particularly pro opening everything up but if you're going to move from 25 percent to another number like the logical step for at least experimentation sake is like why not try 50 yeah, like, you go from twenty five <laughs> to thirty five is a very strange move. How do you but, even calculate that? <laughs> They're like, it's like an extra like fifty people, like literally, it's like <laughs> fifty more people can come. Like, <laughs> it's, it's very weird. Like we could see like you know twelve hundred people in the arena, and he's like fifty more, and it's like, it, yeah, they they need to they need. We were following Broadway, like it was. We were on the exact same thing as Broadway, right. um, but the difference between Broadway and us is monetarily speaking, the turnover is in our favour. So many times need fifty percent to be able to operate. They need fifty right. Broadway, on the other hand, Jesus Christ, Broadway needs ninety percent. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. So I, they, it's going to be twenty twenty two. I think Probably, realistically yeah. before Broadway kicks back um but medieval times probably um probably the summertime okay is food and drink like a big part of why the 50 percent capacity is break even or what is it um yeah it's it's just um just the sheer number of people there's it's i mean they have big overheads in, in the you know the horses and the lights the food but mm -hmm. they, they make all their money from um the bar and yeah. from merchandise selling people crap beforehand like they tell people purposely they tell people to arrive like two hours before the show starts but they don't make that very obvious so in the hope that you buy a bunch of shit um, <laughs> so they they kind of thrive off crowds like they thrive off a bunch of people getting together and being stuck in a yeah, fe uh, festival experience right right yeah. so yeah. they need a certain amount of money to they need people to buy that stuff so it's weird i mean it's it's funny, like you, you could probably up the. I thought about that. You probably just up the ticket prices in the same way that movie theaters have sort of circumvented that, in that they've gone, no one's really coming to the movies, but you can rent a movie theater for like 100 bucks. Um, you know, they could do. I'm sort of surprised in a way they haven't tried that with theater, like because certainly, you know, Hamilton would not be able to run the way it has been doing, but there are definitely enough rich assholes in New York City. That if you went, you know what, we're going to do Hamilton for however many performances we can sustain it, and we're going to charge a thousand dollars a ticket, and we're going to sell. It would be so wild. 
if you had a, if you had 10 people in the audience like a yeah. private you have a to private showing yeah you you know in front of them would, and just give it your all just you you know all. people would do it too yeah oh, yeah. yeah i mean I, I, andrew does marketing sean and i do acting i've done shows for one person like with the whole what was the experience did you feel the energy from them i imagine you have to i hated the that. show it was awful but <laughs> I did. I did. It was a one-man show about penis puppetry, and I really put in the effort. The uh, audience participation part of it was really unexpected. It's the brain. It's down. the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's hard. Part of me thinks that a lot of the businesses have missed their opportunities, right? Uh, one of the things that I thought was wonderful, the Met, the New York Met, used to do uh, the opera opera performances and and record it and put it in movie theaters. So you could go to a movie if you were into opera and watch Aida for 20 bucks. Not even. Whatever a movie ticket is, like 12 bucks, 15 bucks. And I always thought that, like, well, why don't the theaters just do that? Test all your actors, test all your stagehands put on a show, record it, and then, I don't know, you know, put it on pay-per-view, on Netflix, on Hulu, whatever it is. Why don't you do that? <laughs> and that's that's the one that I don't get why they couldn't do that. Because people would watch it. Yeah. They are they are doing that. Is they, they are starting to. Hamilton did it originally. Hamilton was head of the game because they'd already done it. They'd already filmed in order to... to right. For Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that was originally going to be in theaters. That was originally yes. scheduled to go out yes. in the movie theaters, uh, and then with the pandemic, they just put it on Disney Plus. Yeah, yes, they're all they're all doing that now. Uh, the next, I forgot what the next one is, but there's there's at least two others that are doing literally the same thing. Um, but I think the main problem, is, from just my perspective of just the people I know involved in these things, I think the really awkward thing is nobody is on the payroll, so it's like it's awkward to suddenly bring everyone back because there's so many people who, you know, the actors would probably do it. Right. Stage hands, the musicians, all these people, like they were really screwed. Like, I mean, actors are used to being screwed as part of that. Right. Right. We have a job for a small period of time and then we're fucked and we're back to being a waiter and then you do another job. Like that's the way it is. But for musicians, for stage hands, for all these people, for scenic designers, lighting, these people had jobs for 20 years right. in the same show and then would just let go. And they were like, figure it out, guy. And these people have literally changed careers. Like people, yeah. people have had to be forced to find brand new careers and jobs. Like for them to suddenly pick up and go, okay, guys, we're going to do a one-off show for Netflix. Right. I think it would, they would create so much bad blood. People wouldn't do it. They would say, fuck you. Call me when I have my whole job back. Like, I think that's one sure. of the bigger issues. And I think they would have issues if they try to do it without bringing the whole crew back. Like, if they said, we're going to bring in, like, you know, specialists. I think it's so, it's a very awkward place. Um, because also there's a lot of shows that are probably not going to be the same actors because you think they're going to cost cut. There's a lot of actors in Broadway who have been in the shows for years and years and years and years who... COVID, unfortunately, is a really good excuse to break, yeah. like, grandfathered contracts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring in a bunch of kids. 
who are yep. going to do it for less money because yeah for sure yeah, yeah. no bankroll anymore how can phantom of the opera afford to pay all these 50 year old actors who've been in the show 20 years the the salaries they've been getting right. when they haven't had any money coming in from the last year yeah. like it's an awkward it's such a yeah because because uh uh what i uh, was it Dina Menzel or Kristen Chenoweth when they were doing Wicked on Broadway? They were making 150 grand a month. Hmm? A yeah, month. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, Hugh Jackman um, is, was signed up to do the Music Man on Broadway. Uh, undoubtedly, 100 grand a week. Yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> so, uh, well, so okay, so. Um, I mean, I know that I do a lot of online work because I work with uh, uh, Med Schools for a Standardized Patient. Andrew, I know you do. Do you do, Andrew, uh, uh, um, a couple of days a week at at the office and then at home, or what do you do? Oh, for work? Um, it's pretty much whatever, whatever is needed. Um, for the okay. most part, I've been working from home. I'll go in when needed. You know, I went in one day this week. Um, we had like a visit on site that I was there for and, you know, um, but so, yeah, it's been, it's been a bit of, mostly it's been at home. Okay. Uh, and, and Andy, how's it for you? I mean, you're, you're obviously, you're an art director, you're, you're a cartoonist. Do you do most of your work from home or, or do you go into a, a space or what's going on that there? Yeah. Uh, well, so sometimes I'll work, I'll freelance for ad agencies and okay. then a lot of what I've been doing uh, recently has been freelancing for uh, event and experience agencies. And so as you can guess, like over the last year, like those have pretty much all been canceled. Like all those big, big company events, you know, all the keynotes and this and product announcements and things like that, those things have all been canceled. So um, they still do, I hear like tiny internal events. Okay. But um, most of these places are using people um, that are already full timers. You know, they'll pull someone from their New York office to come over and work on this you know, on the West Coast. So they'll pull someone from over here to work on this. So, no, mostly, yeah. I mean, I can work from home because I'm not working that much. <laughs> but um, when I am, I can work from home uh, for like the majority. And then I'll go on site for, you know, Okay. Bit. But yeah, now anything that I do for from here on out is pretty much going to be work from I, you know, it's like, it's kind of nice because my girlfriend, even though she, she's a designer and illustrator Ooh, and nice. uh, she works for a tech company here, um, not too far away now. We moved closer to it, which is nice. So, but even though we moved closer a couple months ago, it was like, well, she's working from home and she can continue to work from home for you know, who knows how long it will be great. So right, right, right. It seems like kind of that's that's the thing. It's like now you can just do it from home unless you have to actually physically operate on a patient or something like that. Like my brother's yeah, a guy yeah. and he's got to do go in and do surgeries and stuff. But you can also do a lot of stuff just over, you know, a video and do a consultation. There's no need to to go in because why put a why put anybody at some sort of risk that's unnecessary? Right, right, right. Yeah, see, that's 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 the big one here in New York City because New York City, I think, like thirty-eight percent of employment in New York City is the financial markets. 
and 37% is actually the arts. And so that's like the big thing in New York City is like, well, you know, and people are moving out and all this other crap that they're talking about. And, you know, it's like New York City is going to like die. And I'm just like, no, it's it, first of all, it's stupid. It's like if you're moving out of New York City because of, you know, COVID, you were never in New York to begin with, you know, and everyone's talking about like the failure of New York City. It's like, it's like you obviously haven't lived in New York City in the 70s. So that's fine. But it's it's. uh like I said, it's one of those things that I think a lot of the people, I, I think they're missing opportunities to just freaking bring it up. Like, you know, it, everything changes and everyone always like worries about like, oh, well, how are we going to do this? Well, that's the whole point. You change it. Just switch it around, you know. Um, with, with like I said, with the, with the whole like uh, uh, theaters, film it. Put it out somewhere. Do a production like once a month, or whatever. You know how many plays are there that you could do that you could put together with 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 a, a stage crew and a bunch of actors or whatever. Do Hamlet. Do whatever. Do it in a park. You could do it in Central Park. You know, you do it out in the open and work it together. I think are a lot of people. To, you're trying to gather a crowd. No, no, no. <laughs> public. You're trying to create some sort of. Uh, Shakespeare insurrection, are you? Is that what you're trying to do? Come I, down, come no, down. No, no comments. No comments. I, I will not. I will not answer to any like supplicant of King George. No, screw you. <laughs> but I, I mean, honestly, I, I think, I think a lot of what happened could have been avoided. If people were on top of their shit, like literally. But this whole thing, like you see, like around the world, and 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 um, I mean, Sean and I will have a little bit of a different perspective. But all these things that happen, it's like wear a mask. No, goddammit, it, it impinges my freedom. No, we're just asking you to be courteous. Like have some manners. You know, Nana's gonna die if you don't wear a mask. Don't be an asshole. That's all we're asking you to do. No one's asking you to freaking never drink beer again or never eat a hamburger again. No one's telling you to do that. We're just asking you to wear a mask when you're in public. That's it. It's like, how's that suppressing any of it? Oh, yeah. No, oh, and by the way, I'm completely wearing a mask all the time. Uh, my flippancy earlier on was entirely for laughs because I am uh, I'm just a, a clown for hire. But I wear a mask all the time. I'm mask, mask man central. That's I was going to say, whatever, Boris Johnson. We don't fucking listen to you anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a comment again on, on the mask thing. Let me say, uh, you might think the opposite, but wearing a mask has actually increased my hygiene. Not being around people, you'd think, oh, he's, he's probably more disgusting. You're not showering as much. You don't have to, whatever. You're not seeing people, you're not going out, but the mask <clears throat> has actually made me smell my own breath. And so it has made me floss. I am flossing every night. <laughs> I'm using alcohol-free mouthwash. It, I, I gotta tell you, I, this, this situation's never been better. I, it's true. It's true. We're, we're all forced to come to terms with so many things we took for granted, right? Come to terms, yeah. Take a look at yourself. Take a look at yourself. 
Look at you, fat slob. <laughs> stop masturbating. It's a it's stop. No. Just, oh no. Be nice. Be this nice is my own basement. I will do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> okay. On that lovely note, folks, uh, gentlemen, why don't we tell the listeners what we thought about our two drinks? Yes. Before we conclude and figure out what's going on with the new normal. Mm. So, yes, indeed. Let's start with our Gino 24, which uh, thank you, Andy, for the suggestion and for the technique. Because once again, I will show this on camera. Look at that. It's, it's, it's like a freaking beer tap, but for a lemon. Wow, that, that lime looked really just violated, I have to tell you, Andy, just for that. Limelighted. Yeah, kind of sad. Yeah. Here's a question. Are yeah. we are we rating both of these drinks individually? Or yes. are we rating as a whole of this sort the of experience, experience mm. combination? Because I've been That's thinking a, of it all as one. Well, maybe a That's a good question. Three ratings, perhaps. What would the three ratings? Individually and together. Oh, synergy. Okay. We're talking synergy. synergy here. I I like it. Let's do the three ratings. Okay. All right. So that Andy has a chance to 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 see how we go about our thought processes. Andrew, why don't you lead us off? Ah, oh, you can do this to me. I just found out there were three ratings. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me think. All right. Um, do you have dyspraxia? <laughs> no no i'm just uh what was it you were saying that the one professor said you're just spaz, spaz. You're just a spaz. no i'm just, you're a, just spaz. a spaz you're just a spaz i'm just a spaz um all right so let me start with the, let me start with the hazy the hazy little thing ipa because beer is beer is easy enough for me to sure respond to sure um give me a swig real quick Ooh, <sighs> this is a great nice. beer that is straight up Stone Cold Steve Austin, by the way. I don't it know. was. It, it kind of was. That's his whole thing. I used to listen what? to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast back when podcasts podcast. were in the infancy. And every 15 seconds or so, Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, I'll just, let me just have a little swig of this here. Let me... <laughs> I didn't even know that. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. That's his whole thing. He's like, let me, let me just have a little swig of this here. <laughs> that's his whole thing. Wow. A right, little um, for the working man. That's his hashtag. A little sweet for the working man. Nice. This is, um, so take this with a grain of salt because I've been doing the whole combo thing and I haven't been drinking this beer and thinking of it as beer alone. I've been doing the okay. whole thing. Okay. But this is a great beer. I think I've had this before. Sierra Nevada is always good. You guys, anyone who listens to this show and you guys know I love my IPAs. This is a great IPA. I drink it. Somebody gave this to me. I'd never say no. Um, just make this short and sweet. I give the drink a 4.0. The the hazy little IPA I give a 4.0. Okay, 4.0 for the what's beer. What's this out yeah. of? What, what's this out, out of five. Out, out of five, five. Andy. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Out of five. Out of five. Mm. Um, the Jinro. Am I pronouncing that right? Is that how you say it? Jinro? I think so. We think. We all think. But who knows? Somebody None of us are Korean, so take your guess. Feel free for any folks listening in Korea, comment. Uh, I was going to say, I can, us, I can let us know. I, I can ask my sister-in-law and update you guys afterwards. Um, okay. So the Jinro, if I'm saying it correctly, I enjoyed it. Um, 
especially with the splash of lime, it was, it reminded me, it, it, it gave me some like a vodka vibe, um, but with a little less harshness. I don't know. I, I like vodka. So I, I mean that in a, as a compliment, um, you know, like a nice uh, vodka with a little splash of water and some, sure. some lemon or like vodka with some soda water and a lemon or something like that. I, I do like <sighs> that. So it kind of gave me vibes of that. Um, shit. I don't know. I really liked it, but I, you know, you guys know I'm a whiskey guy and I love my whiskeys. Sure. So I'm trying to think if, mm. if we're, if we're rating this as a liquor, right. And putting it on par with where I'd rate my whiskeys. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I wouldn't go with the whiskey rating and I'll tell because it's only 24% ABV. So right. It's a liqueur rating, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow it. Like we should try it straight. I feel like we should be able to get some sort of. Go for it, Sean. Yeah, but we were drinking it. I mean, I was drinking it straight, just because the lemon splash. Yeah, just lemon splash. More or less straight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what um, were you drinking it with, Sean? Yeah. But that was warm. <laughs> I was Sorry. having it with ice. No, I really like it. Um, it's tough for me to, it, it's really tough for me to do this without just rating it all together because I was kind of taking it in as an experience. So um, the Jinro, I'm going to give it like a... a a 3.8 on its own. I like Fair it very enough. much. Very much. Now, if we're to combine the two, the, the, this is tough. This is tough because I don't know, do I rate this based on taste? Or do I rate this based on like experience? Because there's something about this, doing these together and drinking this, it was a bit of an experience sure. in a way that drinks normally aren't. I usually take drinks as far as what they taste like and how they drink. But there was something more to this between Andy brought with a Andy. magic. Andy he, brought a magic did. to the show. He shirt. did, and with, the, really with, did. The, with really the cap, did. with the cap and the lemon, I mean, the, and, the, the the, and the fact that you were trying to suck the lemon out of the cap, and yeah. it was, take the ass and squeeze the juice, and it was really, really something. Hollywood yeah. magic, like it, it was. It was like restaurants in LA versus restaurants in New York. It was like a fucking slice of pizza and a steak versus like a taste experience with a tasting platter and uh, it's true it's true yeah whatever that means but it's true yes so and i do think i will say the the jinro and the hazy little thing ipa complemented each other so well like the two yes. together were fantastic yes absolutely i think so too so realistically if i gave the hazy little thing a 4.0 and i gave the jinro a what i say a 3.8 yep mm -hmm. realistically I shouldn't be able to rate the two together as higher than a 4.0, right? But I'm going to disagree with that because That's I got to go with the I've got to go with the whole experience and everything else and it and the lime and the the two just complementing each other back and forth and back and forth it was wonderful. Um so I'm going to go over a 4.0. What does that put me at though? I don't know. That's it's good. I'm going to give it like a 4 I'm going to say a 4.3. Nice. And I'll say this is not wrong because cranberry juice nice, vodka nice, cranberry and vodka yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about doing it together. Yeah, it was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that. That makes me happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, happy Joy, you wanna... I'm happy you enjoyed it. Thank you, Andy. Yes, Andy, this is brilliant. Favorite is... guest ever. 
And this is, I will say, this is the the closest thing to a new drinking experience. This is the this is the newest drinking experience I've probably Dude, had in when 10 years. When was the last time somebody told us to freaking open up a piece of fruit like it's got a bung hole of its own? I mean, right? when was the last time that happened? No, I don't think I don't think I've had any like new experiences with alcohol since like I was is- maybe since maybe I was 24, 25 and started drinking whiskey. And since then, he's fifty-two, guys. He's yeah. fifty-two years old. <laughs> it's been it's been seventy-two years. <laughs> nice, it, whatever. The- it is. There is nothing more COVID than the fact that Andrew basically just confessed that at this time, what I've learned is I can just drink two drinks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew the, the joy. usual one, the pre-COVID one drink. I can have two drinks, a beer. You know what? Beer. <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys know. You guys know I love my my bourbons, right? And you guys also know I love my IPAs. You pour yes. yourself a good bourbon and crack a good IPA and drink the two. It's gonna be fucking awful. 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 Yeah. Awful. But this, this. is amazing. Yes. And, and but Sean brings a good point. What the new normal has done for us is. Alcohol, uh, alcoholism <laughs> down to the scale of the evils of today's society. It's like, this is really just like a coping mechanism right now. It, it, it's, it's very different. It used to be he's an alcoholic or he has an alcohol problem and everyone would know. But now we're at a place where like he has an alcohol problem, but then he also beats me about the face and neck. And then it's like, it's like oh, okay. What? Well, he... He has a problem, that one, as opposed to just the norm, which is he has an alcohol problem. He basically is fine, though. He's a nice guy. <laughs> and in case you didn't know, Sean will sometimes come out with these theories that we like to call in our vernacular sketchy Joe theories. And just ignore them. Just ignore them. Anyway, Sean, Sean what did you do to review? Not expecting that. Yeah. Review of the drinks. I have, to, I have to do a bio break. Go ahead. Oh, um, no, I, I, I completely agree with you, Andrew. I, 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 uh, I love the uh, synergy of the two drinks. It was a nice change from usual. Mm-hmm. A chaser element to the whole thing. Um, I, I love Sierra Nevada um, just in general. Like the, the, the standard Sierra Nevada pale ale, like just the brand. Yeah. Whatever you, I think that's all it's called. The like the main one. I can picture it. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. The green, yeah, the green, just Sierra Nevada green, IPA. Yeah. Um, right. That was the first IPA I'd ever had, like American IPA. Because we have IPA in England, it's very different. But it was hmm. the first American IPA I ever had back in back in England when I was in a like a show, and um, I loved it. I fell in love with it, and Sierra Nevada became my favorite thing, and I've loved all Sierra Nevada, and I've never had this one. And um, I think it's great because the, the 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 problem that Sierra Nevada fell into, which a lot of IPAs fall into, is they sort of had a competition with themselves of like, oh, how much more hops can we put in? How much more alcohol can we put in? Can we make it more, you know, this, more that? And it just gets more and more and more. Um, but this is funny enough. I'm surprised that it's 6.7 because to me, maybe it's because I've burned all my 
taste buds because we drank so many like high <laughs> IPAs. But this feels like it's like a fort. This feels like a lager version of an IPA to me. It's very. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that until you said it just now. I wouldn't have guessed yeah. it was over six percent. It's if it, this feels like a really light drink. Like I, I mean, I could drink like a six pack of these and be like, I'm fine right now. Like um. Yeah, it's 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 a really it's really tasty as well, very light, just the right amount of hops and whatever. Um, and the Ginro is uh, also cool. I'm like, I love the lemon thing. If we were just drinking it straight, it would probably be a little bit like kind of Soviet for my tastes. But um, the the lemon is a very nice surprise. I'm gonna try and add this into my Negronis. Negroni is my cocktail of choice, mm. Andy. By the way, I to replace mm. gin because to me. Putting the lemon in with this reminds me of gin. Like it's very like the botanicals. It it's very yeah. it, It's very much like a gin and tonic. The way it tastes, yeah. yeah. It tastes like a gin and tonic. Re so I feel, I feel like replace the gin row with gin in a Negroni, and I feel like you've got like a lot more of a smoother. Negroni. I love what you just said. You said gin with gin row. So you've got uh, that's that's cool. <laughs> a gin round Negroni. I love it. So what so do you talk to me about your Negronis? You must have a, a methodology for making your own Negronis then. Um, you have your own cherries. What's the I mean, or you know, I forget what's even in a Negroni. Remind Negroni, me. Negroni is equal parts, um gin, sweet vermouth, yeah. and campari. Yes. Thrown together. That's the standard. And then there's all sorts of random alternatives that people can it's, throw in. It's as long as you have an orange slice in it and you add a little cinnamon to it, it's like Christmas in a in a glass. Mm. I love Negroni. I, I I discovered it in Milan. It's from Milan. It, it was like, it's the quintessential Milanese cocktail. And I I was in Milan for a day on my own by mistake, and uh, <laughs> as you do when you're from Europe, you know. Uh, and uh, and I discovered it because it was red, and I'm a child of the '90s, so like uh, <laughs> puppies and and like things that are bright red or bright blue just appeal to me. So I'm like, I'll have that bright red drink that that guy's drinking. <laughs> Our and, Rangers. Yeah, exactly. And my first sip was like, Ooh, what the fuck is that? I thought this would taste of sweet berries." <laughs> um, but so, it gets very Moorish. So so quick question uh, since I was gone. What were your grades so far? We haven't gotten oh, there. I think grade. I was just mm. uh, waffling. Grade. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll grade waffling. now. Um, yeah. The hazy IPA. I give it a four point three. I really enjoyed the hazy IPA. It was a very oh, good beer. Excellent. Yeah. Um, the Jinro. I would give a. As it stands on its own, I would give a three point seven because okay. I, it reminded me. And to be fair, it's it is quite warm at this point and i'm putting it with ice but i just took the swig of the warm bottle and it reminded me a little bit of being like a 13 year old in a field in rural england <laughs> and just drinking the romanoff vodka uh, okay that, yeah, that yeah. someone's oh. elder brother just bought from the off license and we're all trying to drink it before the police turn up thank god i thought you were going down to army uh, army hammer road i was like oh my god we're getting another freaking taste of show that we never should have gotten okay okay We're good. <laughs> yeah. so it's a little whatever but together like andrew said the synergy it works perfectly well it's yes it really is it's i have to give it a 4.4 4. 
Four, four. Mm. Excellent. All right. I'll go next, and Andy, you'll, you'll bring it home uh, afterwards. Um, the Hazy IPA, I think it's lovely uh, on its own. Like you said, it's it's got a little creamy thing. It's got really good carbonation. It's got a really full flavor. Like, like when you go to the Italian cafes and they have the little um, lemons that they make into like a little like icy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the yeah. IPA kind of like feels like that to me. Um, I'll give it a 4-1. The Ginro, I thought it was very nice, uh, with the lemon in particular. It's not a super strong, like, booze on its own, but it's just, it's nice, it's, it's so light. It's, it's, it's almost like, have, have you guys ever been to, like, one of these places where they give you a palate cleanser in between, like, dishes when you go to a restaurant? Like, mm. when it's fancy, and they give this, like, little lemon. Like, sometimes even at wedding parties, they'll have this, like, little lemon, mm. I guess, like, I don't know, icy or whatever it is to kind of cleanse your palate. This is what this feels like. And it's just, really just clean and effervescent. As a liqueur... I, I'd give this a four. I, I really think it's lovely. You know, compare because a lot of times when the liqueurs come through, your uh, um, Cointreau or your Grenadine or any of these, or Amaretto, they're so sweet. They're cloying. It's like uh, it's like someone melted candy in a freaking rubbing alcohol. It, it, it gets just overpowering. This stuff is really just easy. So So I'd give this a four. And then, like you guys were both saying, the combination of the two is just so right on. And like I said, they they were talking about, oh, you want to have a easy lager like your Bud Light or whatever. I think an IPA is a perfect complement to this because they're so citrusy usually because they use um, citrus hops or whatever. And and. Like both guys said, I have to raise the stakes on this one. I'll go with, I'll go, I'll go, um, I'm with Andrew, 4-3 for the combo of the two. So good. Yeah, it's so really good. good. It, it, so good. Seriously, this has really been just fantastic. So please bring us home, Andy. What do you think? Okay, so I'm going to take a quick sip of each one. Yes. Oh, I'm going to join you because why not? Delicious. That was the gin row. And the hazy. So I'm going to do one after the other. That's what I did. Uh, the gin row, it's okay. I hate to use the, 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 what everyone says, but smooth. Okay. Yes, it is smooth, but it's, there's a, like, a you know, there's a creaminess to it. It's wonderful. It's easy. And with the, the lemon, it's fun. Uh, these things have already been said by everybody here. And I agree with what the other three humans said. And I got to give that on its own just because it just takes me to karaoke and fun times. And with you guys uh, at a wonderful time. So I'd say it's uh, out of five, 3.3. Now I say 3.3 and it's lower than everyone else because, uh, you know, we're talking like five. That's like, 
unbeatable. That's the, you know, that's, that's, that's what you're, it's fair. It's true. you're looking that's at. Fair. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We talk about totally it. Zen at that yes, point. Yes. You know? so we talk about it all the time. So that's a fantastic for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's okay, still so good. Writing system 3.3, wonderful. 3.3 3 3 is a good drink. That's yes, absolutely. Because we talk about it all the time, especially from the time we started. And we've talked, Sean and I have talked about this. If we went back and graded the beers that we first started grading, they'd probably probably be lower now. You'd be harder on them, yeah. Right. So I'd say for the hazy too, uh, I'd go, you know, and I'll just preface this with I don't drink IPAs usually because. They're too intense. It's like a, it's like a, a taste bud bomb. You know, yeah. it's like so much happening in your mouth with, like you said, the citrus and, and there's so much tang and we're right now we're drinking the gin row and this, and it's citric acid. Uh, Cause the, the gin row is brewed with sugar and citric acid yeah. on citric acid. So your tongue is just getting smashed. Right. Uh, so I'd go, um, but I, they, again, they aren't great together. I actually enjoy this IPA um, and it's not making me stuffy, which it usually does, which is why I don't drink it. Um, I'd go a three, two on that. Okay. Which is for me an IPA. That's fantastic. I would okay. definitely drink it again. These are both things I would enjoy drinking again uh, and together. Um, yep. Agree. The experience of having them together, they just complement each other. They kind of mellow each other out. I'd go a, uh, uh, four four i mean it's just wow fun, yeah that's, you know? that's yeah I, it is fun they yeah. work together you take a they sip really you take do. a sip and i agree i agree anything anything you can do like a like a little thing with it like the lemon thing or whatever it's always fun to me I enjoy. It, it really is it really you're, is absolutely. you're missing the true gastronomical experience is having the way to come with like a little pod of a smell that is just the smell of like a cheesy penis what smell of a what a cheesy penis oh just it's fourth course cheesy penis bringing it all home yeah sure round it out you know when you have that extra bit at the end of a meal that closes all the senses it just goes sean i Considering what happened at the last episode, I, I have to ask, <laughs> is there any confession you want to give to us? Between chicks and dicks and cheesy penis, I really need to know, is there a cry for help going on right now? Wait, can we add to this? We, we still we love you. Can you, okay. can you hear the cry for help? Like, yes. audible. Can we, wait, the back I, of the basement. No, can we add to this what happened last time, what happened this time, and the fact that now we don't know where you've been between then and now, but all we know is you're now in the basement, Sean. <laughs> is everything okay? And, we and, love you either way. And to, and, to point, and to point out, the story started off with the dude taking his clothes off and Sean patiently waiting till he was done with his show. So much uncomfortable laughter. So much uncomfortable <laughs> laughter. Uh, all right, folks. All right. So let me corral us back to what's going on here with the new normal. So what do we think is going on here? Sean, with the new normal. With the new normal. Yes. Um, I think what's going on here 
is um, is uh, uh, just Q- QAnon, basically. Um, <laughs> I think um, you know there's this group going around. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> and um, I heard about it for the first time today at about three o'clock, and it makes a lot of sense um, when you look at it. Um, and I think basically that I think my evaluation of what's going on here in the new normal is QAnon. And um, if you don't believe it, then you're not a patriot. And uh, Sean's last name is Quigley. It begins with the Q. Oh, oh, oh wow. Andy. Oh, shit. Do we find him? This is explaining the so hoodie, many things. The basement. Oh, my God. Did you see Andy just fucking break it down? That is literally what's going on here. By GameStop. By GameStop. By GameStop right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is the one-two punch we needed, folks. Again. All right. Well, Andy, welcome to what's going on here. Andrew, Sean, you guys are fired. Fuck you guys. because. <laughs> 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 Whew, okay, I'll go next. What's going on here? Um, the new normal. And, and, you know, coming from the Balkans myself, there's a line in the Avengers, I think it was the first movie, that the Black Widow says, I'm from Russia regimes change all the time it's not a big deal to me and i kind of feel a little bit like that so the new normal eh, it's happening as long as i have booze if there's no booze shit is gonna go down i will say that because booze is necessary Cheesy penis, not so much. Booze, yes. Thank you for the mushroom display, Sean. Um, <laughs> in terms of everything in the pandemic, I think a lot of it is exaggerated and I think a lot of it isn't pointed out enough, which puts us right in the middle of nothing. So I'm basically Kazif. Uh, or a taint. I'm in the middle of nothing. Take the balls, take the asshole. <laughs> sorry, Andy, sorry. Sorry, I love for it. Andy. Andy just wanted to poke his eyes out with his fingers. Sorry, Andy. No, I loved it. That's great. <laughs> There's that uncomfortable laughter again. There it is. There, that's, it is. That's, it is. that's what's going on here. Uncomfortable laughter. We bring it that to- That was the- a true, hey, that was a combination of both, okay? <laughs> That's the money okay. right there. That's the money. That's what That's I'm the money. That's the money. <laughs> That's really uh, all right, Andrew, why don't you tell us what's going on here, and then we'll go to our favorite guest ever because <laughs> oh, can I take what's going uh, on here? Yes. Uh, perfect blend of uncomfortable laughter and genuine laughter that is that's that's the money that's it right there that's what's going on here um as far as the new normal goes i wish i had some funny witty thing to say like sean did but i i don't um i will just say this i think 
there was a long period of time where, where we weren't really saying new normal, we were saying when things go back to normal. And as I think we've all noticed, we kind of stopped saying that. Yeah. Um, because yes, hopefully this pandemic ends and we kind of come to the other side of it, but I don't think there ever is any going back. Um, I think there are elements and there are things from what we used to do that we will be able to do again that we're unable to do at this current moment. But all in all, as far as life and things go, and maybe this is, if I'm getting, it's the Jinro speaking and I'm getting philosophical here, maybe this is life in general, but uh, is there ever any going back? There's only going forward. So we, whatever it is, we, uh, we trudge on ahead into whatever the new normal is. And to that, I pour me some more gin and row. And I yeah, say I was going to say, uh, Andrew's making me very optimistic. So there is no going back. There's only moving forward. Excellent. Cheers. Excellent. Cheers. Cheers indeed. Cheers indeed. Uh, very well. To our special guest, uh, one of the lost masters of the universe, uh, known as Ava Baba in Swedish. Um, I forget what the circles were. Um, maybe IKEA circles. Maybe that's what it was. Andy, will you tell us Swedish cookie here? circles? That's what it was. Swedish cookie manufacturing circles. Yes, close. Well, I think it all goes back to the Swedish cookie manufacturers. That's what's going on here. Absolutely, um, I agree. I'll be honest. You're going to have to edit this part out because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on here because. <laughs> I got to tell you, I don't drink, and to have this bottle sitting here half empty and a beer almost empty is just. <laughs> and then we got Andrew frozen now. Sean, I thought you were frozen, but you were just sitting in disbelief like this motherfucker. You better have something to say. You were just not happy with it. And I can understand that. Um, I don't, you know, the new normal. Uh, Jeez, you know, I, I think it's definitely taught us a lot. And I think like, well, just to piggyback on what my namesake said, Andrew, um, I re no, I really do agree. I think it's, um, nothing's gonna go back to exactly the way it was, but I cannot wait to, to hug random strangers on the street. I can't wait to, um, no, I can't wait to hug friends and, and, and go back to the things that we can't go back to and, uh, you know, have my parents come out and visit, visit them and stay with them because, you know, I definitely don't want to risk certain things now, but uh, things are going to change. Things are definitely changing to for the better for global. a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go into that because that's going to be, that's going to be a lot of uncomfortable after if we go into that. No, no, um, no, 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 no. So, <laughs> 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 eyes wide open that's what you have to do when you do the uh, uncomfortable laughter uh no i i i just i, I do know that it, it's going to be you know weird and different in a good way and whether it's the people who have the privilege of being able to work from home get to work from home there's always going to be people left to go in and uh to you know see people and that's going to be different but uh i have no I also have no clever witty thing to sum this up in a nice little button. Someone else do it, please, please. 
Yes, indeed. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll save you, Andy. Uh, what's going on here is we drink and we're happy. <laughs> That's true. We drink and we're happy, and some people die. Even <laughs> cheers! <laughs> oh, I can't really laugh to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, folks. On that note. Thank you all for tuning in for this episode. Uh, Andy Babbitt, so once again, thank you a million times for joining us. Um, thank so you, much for having me. It was a pleasure. Andy. Yes, no. Absolutely. And um, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye now.